The Autobiographical Time-Traveling Adventures of Me by Doc Moran Brought to you by Hot Fix Sideshow Are you tired of lame entertainment and crappy nights out? Are you sick of your boring-ass friends and their stupid ideas for fun things to do? Was the last live event you attended a plant show? It's time for you to experience the internationally acclaimed Hot Fix Sideshow not your basic hobo sideshow, Hot Fix Sideshow is crammed full of award-winning performers who are all hot and play with swords and chains and fire and shit and do aerial and juggle badgers. Head on over and find Hot Fix Sideshow on Instagram right now and stop your nights out from continuing to suck. Episode 5, Bazooka of the Gods The noise in the secret power station beneath Grand Central Terminal was substantial. Much of the sound came from the heavy machinery but no small percentage was provided by substation supervisor Tom Dolowitz. Minutes ago, four armed Nazi frogmen and their VIP prisoners had burst into the installation via the heavy steel door at the top of the stairs. Their intent was to seize control of the facility, and unfortunately, no amount of Dolowitz's go-to vocal outrage and indignation was rectifying the situation. The group was bustled down the staircase to the control center platform, Dolowitz, Eleanor Roosevelt, and Red Cap Chief James Williams pushed along in the front, followed by the Nazi frogmen, Brown, Grau, and Grun, manhandling FDR, and their leader, Herr Blau, following up the rear. When they reached the platform, they arranged themselves, with the Roosevelts and Chief Williams along the right-hand side, one armed Nazi frogman standing behind each prisoner, and Dolowitz and the control room staff clustered on the opposite side, but also under the watchful eyes of the armed Nazis. Herr Blau occupied the space in the center so that everyone was facing him and all eyes could be upon him. Nazis loved to grandstand. Everyone's a stay back. Any funny business, and we will kill the president, and the lady president, and the red cap, and this yelling man, and all of you too, warned Blau. Handing his gun to Herr Grau, Blau awkwardly wriggled out of the straps of his rucksack and dropped it to the ground. He looked like a traveling vacuum cleaner salesman about to unpack his product sample and begin his sales pitch. His eyes darted back and forth to make sure he had everyone's attention. Welcome to Operation Pastorius. We are here under the direct orders of the Führer himself to sabotaging your infrastructures. The Reich has eyes and ears everywhere, and we are not only discovering the existence of this power station, but also its Achilles heel. We will goom up the works with this. Blau pulled an ordinary tin bucket out of his rucksack, maybe a gallon or two in size, and using it like a scoop, filled it with the sack's contents, some of which spilled to the floor. Sand! gasped Dolowitz. Yes, sand! frothed Blau, raising the bucket triumphantly over his head. Simple sand, taken from the beach when we came ashore from our U-boat. Simple sand thrown into these rotary converters will kill them. Killing the converters will kill the power to all the trains. Killing the power to the trains will kill 80% of the troop and war material movements in the northeast. He was foaming at the mouth. Between us, we are each carrying enough sand to bring our transportation system to its knees. Like so. Blau backed up, and then, gauging the distance, ran toward the railing at the end of the platform with his bucket of sand, looking in every respect like the world's most ill-equipped javelin thrower. When he reached the railing, his arms thrust forward with the bucket, ejecting its contents at force. The clustered sand flew through the air in a wide arc toward the heavy machinery two stories below. Blau's aim was true, and the sand struck the nearest converter. Everyone in the station braced themselves as they were hit by the sudden sound of 
Sand. Piddling inside a powerful mechanism, shaking around for a few seconds, then quietly being cast off. Grains sprinkled onto the floor. Blau stood at the railing with his empty bucket, stunned into immobility by complete gobsmacking surprise. Absolutely nothing of consequence had happened. Eleanor Roosevelt let out a laugh so hard that she snorted. Did you ratsy morons actually think friggin' sand was gonna do anything? jeered Dolowitz. Maybe clowns ought to stick to throwing buckets of confetti, Chief Williams taunted. I'm afraid you boys fell victim to a little misinformation we slipped into the international rumor mill, said the president with a satisfied smirk. The armed frogmen began to shuffle uncomfortably, unsure of their next move. Slowly, Blau stirred out of his shock. He grew flush. As it did with all zealots, impotence began to fuel his anger. He spun around on his heels, laughing. They were laughing. He raced to his rucksack and tore open pockets, grabbing various objects and joining them together, slotting each retrieved part into place in a complicated configuration, hastily assembling something. Fools! He screamed. Sand is not our only weapon. He rose to his feet, hoisting a strange oblong object onto his shoulder with a distinctly armamenty vibe. Cower before the incomprehensibly destructive wrath of the Gotha Cosmic Panzerfaust, assembled from the relics of the gods, gathered from all over the world at great cost. Its powers harnessed by Werner von Braun and the team of the greatest scientists in the Thousand Year Reich, designed by Porsche. In shape and size and firing stance, it loosely resembled a bazooka, but of far greater complexity, and incongruity, too. Like, it had been designed first, and then at a later date, possibly after testing, it had been reinforced and fitted with restraints. Not to God that Cosmos Panzerfaust, pleaded Herr Grun. Its energies, they cannot be contained. Only the gods can wield its mysterious power. It is verboten for mortal men to be toying with such things, wailed Herr Grau. Boomsing, make all gone, howled Herr Brown. Blau clicked a toggle switch on the side of the weapon. There was a deep clunk, followed by a complete cessation of all sound. Then the slow building of a high-pitched whine that resolved itself into the otherworldly trill of a theremin. Underneath that, just on the edge of hearing, one could almost imagine a choir of angels, their voices raised in warning. The weapon began to glow with a golden pulsing light, and there was an awareness of great power being barely contained. Vapor started to seep from small vents in the housing, swirling around the gun, forming shapes that dissolved into each other, some almost looked like figures, wraiths in the weapon's glow. And there was a smell, like chestnuts. Oh, fuck, said Eleanor Roosevelt. End of episode 5. If you are enjoying this series, you can send a Venmo tip at Doc Moran, all one word.